Hey everyone, today we're going to talk to somebody who has sourced different ingredients from all over the world and made them available in India in a smart, affordable packaging and pricing. All of this started because of his passion for coffee and he has grown that into a very large sustainable business. We're going to be talking to none other than Chirag from Urban Platter. Hey Chirag, welcome to Breaking the Ceiling. Hi, hi. thanks for having me here. Uh, the nature's basket at Vama, uh, me and my wife. And uh, as we were walking down the aisles, we noticed urban platter was everywhere. Like half of the aisles had urban platters, this urban platter, that. And I was really blown away uh, by the variety that you've offered and the price points you're offering at, the size you're offering at, right? And for the, uh, the different countries you've covered, I was really blown away. But before we get to that, I would like to know a little bit about you before urban platter sure so i i'm a i i'm, I'm a, in your words i'm a serial entrepreneur uh, but yeah i mean i've done some tech businesses before i got into this business full time in my last business i ran a very successful uh, gaming company wherein we you know used to license uh, social poker solutions to uh, companies and businesses across the world and uh, Having done that and, you know, having built uh, that business successfully, I was just kind of uh, looking to do something more meaningful, purposeful, wherein we could create societal value also uh, and something non-digital of sorts. So I decided to join this business full time. This business used to be my hobby, uh, wherein I used to sell specialty coffee online online. Uh, just to validate my premise that are there any people who India in India rather who uh, appreciate specialty coffee and of course you know then then I joined it full time and uh, bought in a lot of changes and then uh, e-commerce in India since 2015 when I joined has seen a paradigm shift you know when when I, and timing couldn't have been better because I joined and then Amazon also launched in India so I if I'm if I vaguely recollect we were like probably fourth or fifth grocery vendor on Amazon and uh, we started selling what we used to sell uh, on eBay and then we began building on that. Uh, we started our business by being an aggregator of third-party brands and gourmet and imported products on Amazon. Uh, that of course did very well for us and then over a period of time we pivoted into a private label strategy of you know introducing specialty foods and ingredients in urban platter and of course then Post that we've been we've kind of been building this business at an accelerated pace of you know kind of understanding ingredients from specialty ingredients how provenance plays a very critical role in sourcing building relationships globally uh, understanding and being on top of trends and obviously listening to customers which we really can and do do on a daily basis and understanding their pain points and offering them a solution uh, which you know kinds of stick sticks with them for a long time. So that's essentially what we do. So tell me about the origin of Urban Platter. Like where did the name come from? I, I honestly have uh, no idea. I, I'll, I'll give you a funny story. But uh, what, what, what happened was uh, when we launched on Amazon, we, we used to sell just coffees from Kenya or coffees from Kurg or whatever, you know. And uh, on Amazon, you basically need a brand name and a product to sell stuff. So my brother who runs the tech function of a tech fulfillment automation of our company, uh, you know, he just asked me that, you know, you can't sell coffee. You need some brand or something to sell that. And in the spurt of the moment, I just said Urban Platter sounds right, you know. So it, it was just a three-second Eureka moment. That's lovely. So it actually also denotes uh, having global ingredients available in India in such an easy-to-use format. That's fantastic. So how do you decide 
which ingredient you're going to bring in next? So, yeah, fantastic question. I think it's uh, we we do a three part uh, you know internal test to validate what we need to do next. Uh, the biggest driver for us is something that a consumer wants. So if a consumer, let's say, messages us or talks to us or walks into one of our stores now and says that they want something, that for us is a red carpet entry into launching that product. The second bit is uh, we basically do extensive amount of research on global cuisines, trends and alternative foods from time to time uh, to you know understand where this is going and in Indian context, how we could possibly introduce this product to India. For instance, in India today, Korean cuisine as a cohort is doing phenomenally well. So anything and everything pertaining to Korean cuisine is, is, is a no-brainer for us. The third bit is uh, somewhat uh, aspiration-driven also and somewhat uh, challenge-driven also, you know, wherein we feel that uh, there are a lot of existing products available in the market, but for some reason there is not a clean label version of it or there is not a premiumized version of it or there is not just the right version of it as vis-a-vis -a, -vis a global benchmark. So we try to offer that to the consumer and try to, uh, you know, take that the premium loving customer in that segment or category within our brand ecosystem. So those are the three pillars of what we do. So when you started your business, what is the biggest challenge that you faced? I guess the biggest challenge we faced was learning the art of cracking deals with vendors and suppliers and manufacturers you know we we just didn't know the right terminology we didn't know what worked what didn't work uh it it was very difficult to establish credibility and goodwill even when you know you're when you're new to an industry and trying to talk to someone they don't take you seriously and all so th there was a learning curve involved with that i think we we kind of took that as a challenge and learned around our ways phenomenally well the second bit was definitely around regulatory and compliance, you know, because there is so much of confusion and interpretation in the market about how you should be doing things versus what is right, what is wrong, what is perceived to be right and what is perceived to be wrong. And uh, the law continues to evolve constantly. So in, when you are in the middle of that, uh, especially doing an e-commerce first business where you are heavily being scrutinized by just about everyone, uh, I think knowledge becomes something of paramount importance and uh, that that getting to that mindset of understanding that compliance is for us uh, rather against us took us a little bit of time and you know the, the rewards have been phenomenal. I think Equinox has definitely been one of our catalysts in getting us to that mindset. As your business is heavily dependent on imports, how do you account for things like wars? or a fluctuating dollar? How do you protect yourself against that? I, I think I've, I've come to this conclusion that business is all about people management and relationship management. So, you know, over a period of time, we've systematically built relationships with our vendors first, with all our partners, be it domestic, be it international, be it even service related uh, stuff or even things like customs uh, agents or stuff like that. It, it really helped us. I, for one, to be very honest and candid with you that, you know, we never faced any single issue uh, except for inflation. Inflation is a global phenomenon. We never had any delays or any challenges or any major events happening due to war or COVID for that matter or just about any other event. We, 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 we were always business as usual. I think a lot of this is dependent on the strong relationships that you shared with your vendors and partners, right? Because anytime, normally a small price change can actually throw off an entire logistic chain. 
because you can't keep changing your MRPs all the time. So I, I love the fact that you've you know, created such deep relations with your partners. When you're growing your team, what do you look for in people? And you personally, like what kind of questions are you asking these people when you're onboarding them? I, uh, I, I've always, something that I've held very dear to me about a person when I interview them and, you know, to be, to be honest and candid with you, I'm a college dropout. So I, for once, just keep the CVs aside for a moment and just try to have a real conversation with the person and try and understand what they are made up of, uh, their life events, uh, their successes and failures and how they dealt with them. And there is this one quality that I absolutely look for in people and that is integrity. Uh, I think that above all to me matters a lot. So uh, people who directly report to me have been through the litmus test of integrity time and time again. And that's the one characteristic I look uh, into uh, very strongly. Yes. Do you think company culture plays a large part in success? Absolutely. I think it's 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 the founder's mindset, the value ecosystem that we bring to our desk every single day and the culture that we build over a period of time uh, changes the course, mindset, the entire trajectory of an organization for good. It's, it's, to me, it's the most critical thing. It's not what you are doing. It's the, it's very clearly defining why you are doing it. Uh, that matters a lot. So that's culture to me. So what are some of the unique things at Urban Platters that we won't get to see in other companies? I think there are fundamentally three things that differentiate our mindset and approach a lot vis-a-vis -vis what I've generally observed in other businesses. Uh, the first, first thing is we are very knowledge driven. We are very fact numbers and knowledge driven. We are not at all uh, influenced by trends or talk or opinions of others. We, we, we really put knowledge on the center of the organization every single day. Uh, there is an impromptu talk wherein people get to learn a thing or two and everything is the general one principle at Urban Platter is knowledge should always be used as a tool to work with and get better every single day. The second thing is uh, we really take customer feedback and customer joy very seriously. Uh, that's something that I put into practice myself. I personally look into our customer grievances every single day. I monitor and measure our customer uh, happiness, feedback and satisfaction ratio from time to time. I interact with my consumers from time to time. I take their feedback, I take their use cases and just generally ask them if they are liking and disliking or what is it that they are liking or disliking from time to time. So customer feedback and customer opinion for us is uh, really, really important. And the third bit that I possibly feel that, you know, genuinely differentiates us from others is we have a very long term mindset. We don't set goals. Internally, we don't have goals of numbers or, you know, this is this one quarter we want to do this or we want to do that. We Our, our goals are very broad in nature. So that gives people framework to make some mistakes also and learn and get up every day and get better at what they do. And uh, I think... Uh, the, the framework that we've created internally is very mission driven, very purpose driven rather than very goal driven. So that, uh, uh, you know, continued success and growth for us has been part of that mindset. It works for us. So I think that that really differentiates us from typically other organizations. So what is your mission or purpose for your organization? Uh, to me, uh, at a very personal level, I think we want to be the one stop solutions providing company for people to enjoy a high quality life. I think uh, good food and great food are two different things. Uh, great food and great experiences 
are built out of high quality ingredients and these in return enable you to experience life at its best and uh, we want to be that one company unlocking those opportunities and solutions for you so that you can stay on course of whatever choice you want to make in life if there is a thing that you want to get rid of from your diet or if there is a cuisine that you want to experience in its truest and purest form and or if there is just about anything that you want to uh, you know have from a certain country of origin for whatever reason that you may want we want to be that one stop credible solution provider to you wherein you can enjoy those experiences without worrying about anything and uh, truly uh, have a remarkable experience so i had taken a master class in uh, sushi making and uh, a few weeks later i was you know making sushi and before making sushi i wanted to go get the ingredients and when i saw the products that you had created for the first time i had never used your products before that i was a little apprehensive i'll be honest right i was like okay how will the quality be so indian company it's not directly imported and you know, what would it be but when i used your product i was blown away by your quality by your packaging it was if you didn't tell me an indian company had packaged it i wouldn't have known the difference uh, the wasabi Uh, you know, and a lot of the other ingredients that I used for Akaka and things that way were absolutely amazing, fantastic. Uh, absolutely, that's the stigma we are trying to break. What I wanted to understand is how are you promoting all these different cuisines to different kinds of customers? So let's say I wanted to explore Korean cuisine. How would you help me know more about that cuisine? So I'll give a slightly longer answer because this is where it really brings the come everything comes together. uh we really want to offer uh high quality ingredients that is one part of the problem that we are trying to solve but over a period of you know selling third party brands i just realized that all of these products talk to a consumer in a language that they don't understand locally the compliances are completely out of order they sometimes speak french arabic or i don't know some other language that you don't even know that exists and so we thought let's democratize this it's it's quite straightforward and simple to import these products and make them compliant with the law of land and make them just self explanatory to people who know what they already are so we just kind of understood what what sold uh, what sold well the right vendor for doing that and started getting those products to the indian consumers by the virtue of simplification there was a lot of low hanging fruit that anyway came to our basket so that's first part of it the second bit was creating content and use cases around you know how to use this product so we have a full time uh battery of chefs in house and a social media team and a studio like you guys have to create content from time to time and educate people about how to use the products or four things that they can do with gochujang or stuff like that you know because beyond a recipe or two it's not an ingredient that we use often uh what are the pillars of korean cuisine or you know what ingredient in japanese cuisine is used for what purpose you know that kind of informative knowledge driven content is provided from time to time on a daily basis to educate the consumers more and more it's put on youtube it's put on instagram and stuff like that and we try to just educate the consumers in a more meaningful actionable way so that works for us yeah today as a market leader there will be a lot of people who will be coming up to you for advice What is a piece of advice you'd give to somebody who is just starting off in an industry? I would personally say that you know start with a deep sense of purpose and know your why. A lot of people start businesses because others are doing or they see there is an opportunity to make money or they just kind of do it as a hobby which is which is which is a very good reason to start. I think over a period of time building a business requires a lot of resilience, requires a lot of patience also. and i personally of all feel that it requires a lot of uh, 
you know, uh, brainstorming over how to solve issues on a daily basis and all that. And all of that doesn't come naturally to people if their whys are not defined very well or their purposes are not clearly carved in stone. So most people end up giving up midway or just about the point when they are about to take off, in my opinion. And that's one thing that I would say that, you know, just be very clear about what you are doing, but even be more clear about why you want to do it. Yeah. Can you name one thing that earlier was your weakness and now is your strength? Hmm, interesting question. I think uh, I have historically been very poor at time management. <laughs> and now I feel that I've just gotten over a period of time slightly better at it. Uh, would you like to share a hack or a tip that can help me manage my time better? I just started measuring uh, things better. I just started understanding myself from a very impartial point of view as to what I was doing, whether it was just worth doing it or not. And I also, uh, to be very honest with you, I got someone to manage my time better. And uh, that's, that's uh, uh, I think a coach is someone who helps you understand your true potential, your weaknesses even better. What is one of the habits that you developed in the pandemic that's actually helped you get better? I would say I, I just became more uh, driven as an individual uh, during pandemic. And I, I don't say this in a general sense, you know, what, what I think the pandemic was all about survival for all of us, right? Uh, survival of business, survival of self. Uh, my father went through a, a cardiac arrest during pandemic. So getting him back home was an act in again survival management. So I just became more driven, more bold, more fiercer. My outlook towards life became more optimism driven. Uh, I think one of the things that you develop over a period of time of solving challenges that you know you 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 basically build a lot of self-confidence to tide through any crisis. So in that sense, I think I became a very driven person. Uh, and that's something that, uh, that, that, that the pandemic genuinely changed for me a lot. What is a piece of advice you'd give to your own son as he turns 18? A characteristic or a skill that you think he should develop that will serve him well? I would, for one, personally, I would, I, I tell this to my son all the time. And I would generally, I think by the time he turns 18 also, I'll be telling him, uh, is, is something that I personally... It took me a lot of time to come to terms with this in life. And that is to, you know, just be one with the society. You know, there is, there is, it's, it's to accept the flaws and the virtues of people as they come, not try to change too much of it. It's to accept and be adaptive around things. And generally, uh, instead of trying to solve or fix everything, just try to navigate through it and figure your way out, you know, that that mindset of, you know, kind of fitting in versus standing out. Uh, let me share a story with you in this context only. So last night, I generally try to summarize my day and the forthcoming day to my son every evening. And we share notes and exchange lessons and even share things that we laugh about. Uh, I told him, he asked me tomorrow, what's, what are you up to? And I told him that, you know, I'm going to meet someone from Equinox Labs, if you know what it is. And his immediate response was, I know Equinox Labs. There is a video of them, uh, of you on YouTube on their channel. So I was like, remarkable. How do you know that? He said, I'm your son. I'm supposed to know everything about you. And then, then you know, it, it, it validates your point that, you know, people do observe your kids, your colleagues, especially your kids do observe. And uh, we had a chat about your company, what you guys do. I told them whatever little I knew about the Maggie incident about Equinox. And, and he, he started asking real hard-hitting questions to me. 
and we have we had a brilliant 15 minute conversation around equinox labs my son takes a lot of interest in my business uh, we we uh, share a lot of notes and learnings he gives me incredibly clear feedback that helps me think better sometimes you know it's in black and white with kids it's in black and white and one of the things that he also inspires me to do better every single day is to do very high quality work uh, i have generally looked up to him as someone who does very high quality work and uh, that's that's where i take a lot of my inspiration from so yeah it's so where do you see urban platter in 5 years from now i honestly don't know where we'll be after 5 years but i can tell you for sure that uh, you know we'll continue to do what we do and become better at it every single day uh, of course now we are setting up our own stores and we'll be doing quite more of them and that process will definitely continue to accelerate so i don't know maybe 20 maybe 50 maybe 100 i genuinely don't know but we aspire to have a lot of stores across uh, you know significant touch points uh, in india and our mission is very uh, india centric india focused as of now so i think over a period of time we'll just get better at it more products higher quality better distribution better pricing and uh, just generally get better every single day that's that's what we do we we don't plan for so long to be honest how do you see your role changing over the next 5 years i think i think i'm already going through a lot of transition internally you know because the initial few years of what i personally am a very hands on guy so initial few years i was just actively involved in just about every aspect of the organization building teams working on product strategy pricing finances just about everything uh i think the last couple of years i've been just focusing on uh mostly strategic things uh, hiring because that is very dear to me and uh, our product strategy now we have systems processes and people in place who you know genuinely do much better than me in just about every aspect you know so i i consciously decided to focus on just bringing in a lot of uh, value driven conversations to the table reminding people periodically why we do what we do and focusing more so on excellence every single day and guiding people towards that and you know genuinely less doing and more thinking yeah so guys that was an action packed learning from chirag i would love to thank chirag for not joining us over here and sharing this as usual the last piece of advice i'll give you now you've spent all this time watching this video i'm hoping and praying that you've learned at least one new thing from it write that one thing down apply it in your life get better and break some new ceilings thank you and i'll see you in the next one